We talk hoops, and no better person to do it with than the coach himself, of course, the former coach at Providence and Xavier. Uh, back in the day, just to name a few, does a fantastic job on CBS, whether it's CBS Sports Network or CBS, and I believe he has more frequent flyer miles than anybody that I know right now, the one and only, the legend, Pete Gillen. What is happening, my friend? Tiki Martin, it's great to be with you. You're a great American, and I support all your endeavors, whether politically or not. <laughs> I'm not a big political guy, though, Pete. I mean, I'll make some political statements when it comes to sports and music and food, as you well know. So there you go. If, oh, if, yeah. you're, if you're supporting all that, then 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 I'm good. Then I'll, I'll take your vote, my friend. Yeah, I eat with you once, and you look like you're eating like you're going to the electric chair. So I, I didn't know. I, I, I had to stay out of your way. The buffet, I, I, the food was splashing all over at me. That's but, right. uh, that is. I mean, especially that, that wicked spoon buffet at the Cosmopolitan, Pete. I mean, you remember that place. I mean, fantastic. No better buffet yeah. in Las Vegas. How about a shout-out to the wicked spoon? Great, great people there. Great food. I loved it. I'm going to go back there again. I might be working in the back to help save my daughter's wedding coming up. So I have to <laughs> back up job. <laughs> so, my friend, I, you have just been traveling all over the place here. I mean, you're crisscrossing the country, crisscrossing the globe here. I, I got to know this, Pete. Now, are you a dedicated, you know, frequent flyer member to one airline or two? Or does CBS just say, okay, you're an American this week. It's United this week. It's Delta, whatever. Or is, is Pete Gillen saying, no, no, book me on X airline so you can get all those frequent flyer miles? I need to know. I mean, do you have your own row? You have your own seat on these, on these, uh, in the first class there? No, they put me in a luggage, put me in a luggage <laughs> apartment. You know what I mean? They put a bag over my head and they fly me out. But no, I usually go American Airlines, which is a great airline. They're all great, but American, I have a little status because. You know, you go to a big city sometimes, you're in San Francisco or Vegas, wherever, Chicago, and it's a big line. If you don't have status, you're mushed. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't mushed. get on a plane. when you, You're mushed. I've been mushed a lot my whole life. Yeah. I've been mushed. <laughs> and so I go American. They're all good airlines, but American is my status one that I like, and uh, they keep me out of the baggage room, which is good. Okay. So the schedule now. Just Let's uh, let's let's uh, keep our listeners up to date where you've been the past couple of weeks and where you venture. you got an off day today, so we appreciate you spending the time on your, your leisurely off day, Pete. That's great. But uh, you're, you're going to pack it up and, and get out of here again tomorrow or Wednesday, aren't you? Exactly. I'm not here to hold hands, TC. I'm a worker. You know what I mean? Yes. you got to keep America going. <laughs> I was recently in Albuquerque. I had a game when we, uh, we saw uh, – you know, down there in Albuquerque with, uh, uh, I forget who, play, Air Force played them. Yeah. We, we had the, the Running Rebels before that in Albuquerque. Right. They had a great win. That was maybe their great, greatest win of the year so far, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, winning at, you know, New Mexico was top 25. So I was in Albuquerque Friday, came home, you know, I had trouble, lost my baggage, you know, lost my mind. I lost everything. I didn't get the bag back for a couple of days. And then I went to Dayton, Ohio, and I had a game Tuesday. Good game, Loyola, Chicago at Dayton. Then I went right from there. Well, you're sleeping, I'm working. I went right from there to Provo, Utah. I had a game uh, there. I had Lily Marymount in Provo, Utah, and got home. It's tough. Provo, Utah, it's a lovely town. I love Provo, Utah. But coming to Charlottesville, Virginia, you got to take a, a boat, a train, a helicopter, <laughs> a submarine, a kayak, and an airplane to get there. So it took me a long time to get home. So now I'm going to Logan, Utah tomorrow. 
So while wow. you're, you know, having breakfast and drinking pina coladas, I'm in the air working. Mango. I had a nice mango drink last night at Benny Hanna's, Pete. <laughs> I don't know if you're a Benny Hanna fan. It's the first time I ever went. But uh, get, get the get the get the mango mocktail there. They got a big old slice of uh, pineapple in there as well, too. I'm telling you, big fan. Sounds great. Yeah. I'd love to go to Benny Hanna. Yeah, I can't afford it, but I'd love to go and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no. So I'm going to look. big game on Wednesday. Okay, uh, TC. It's uh, San Diego State, number one in the Mountain West. Yes, against uh, Utah State in Logan, Utah, which is a great little college town. So I'm excited to be working that game. So uh, it should be fun. That's going to be a great game. And we saw UNLV going to Utah State a couple weeks ago, nearly pull off the upset. That place was going crazy, Pete, as you could uh, imagine. I mean, big college town. They all had uh, had a whiteout that night. And I know when San Diego State comes to town, San Diego State coming off that big blowout win against uh, Boise over the weekend. Pete, you are becoming the the king of the Mountain West. I mean, I yeah, love the Mountain West. I know, it's a but, great league. but where where great is venues. your where's your Thomas and Mac assignment? I mean, you're going to Logan. I mean, you're going to New <laughs> Mexico like two and three different times. I mean, where yeah. where's it? Do I need to talk to somebody there at CBS and you say, do, "Come like, on, juice"? I'm, I'm like uh, not even middle management. I'm like way down, you know, in, you know, in the mud and the quicksand, the glue. <laughs> so I don't get to go to Vegas. Oh, the big time is going to Vegas. I love to go. I love Vegas. I love Ferraro's restaurant right near there. Oh, nice yes. Italian place. Yes. Great place. No, well. and, uh, great place to eat. And uh, no, I love going to Vegas, but I, I haven't had uh, the Running Rebels uh, uh, at home, you know, for a while. So hopefully down the road, you know, uh, if I'm still vertical, I'll be able to go. All right. So the Mountain West, uh, it, it is interesting. We said before the season started that you can make a case maybe for five or six different teams. How do you feel the the conference is is shaking up now? Because it does seem it's kind of you know come back again to San Diego State and and Boise State. But uh, give us your thoughts on where the Mountain West is right now as we get ready to approach the conference term a few weeks away here uh, at UNLV, and of course getting ready for March Madness. Good question, TC. I think there's five teams in the hunt. Still a lot of basketball <clears throat> yet to be played, but San Diego State number one again, as you mentioned, nine and two. Utah State's in the conversation. It's a great game. They're eight and three, just one game behind. Boise, who they beat handily, as you mentioned, eight and three. Nevada is eight and three. They're a surprise team at a conference. And the Mexico was top twenty-five for a while. They're six and four in the league, nineteen and four overall. So <clears throat> I don't think five will get in. They could, but I think more realistically, four, possibly three. So we'll see. But uh, a lot of big games will be played. <clears throat> so, uh, but it's a big one on Wednesday in uh, Utah State. I, you know, I think they'll be the favorite at home. They're tough to beat in Logan. Mm-hmm. So UNLV has had some recent struggles. Uh, I was at the game the other night, Pete, when they lost to Fresno State. Fresno State ended up sweeping them. Um, you know, they beat them in Fresno a couple weeks ago on a Saturday afternoon. And then, yep. uh, just Rebels couldn't get it done Friday night at home, even though they had, uh, every opportunity to win the game. Uh, mm-hmm. so I don't know what has happened to that three game win streak, you know, going into that game. When you look at these Rebels, what do you see? Well, I see a good team. I, I, you know, they're 15 and 8 overall, as you know, in the league, not as good, 4 and 7. So they've been up and down. Like I said, Fresno State's a solid team, but, you know, he, you know, I think has the talent to beat them. You know, losing twice to them, you know, was disappointing if you're a running Rebel fan. But uh, I like Elijah Hawkless. I think he's terrific. 17 points a game. <clears throat> he, you know, he's not afraid to shoot. He's not shy. He, he airs it out. And Deshaun Gilbert's very good. Rodriguez, I think they're a good team. I really like Jordan McCabe coming off the bench, the veteran point guard, you know, and he was great <clears throat> when I saw the Run Rebels beat 
New Mexico in Albuquerque. That was a great win for them, and he was he was great off the bench. Uh, Walker, the big six ten guy, I think is solid. Not a great scorer, but he he blocks shots, he rebounds, <clears throat> and Rodriguez is tough. So I think they're a good team. You know, they're this close. You know, what I mean, they, they get a, those close games, right? They've lost two or three TC, right? Close mm-hmm. games. So the the narrative would be different. <clears throat> Set of four and seven, they'd be seven and four. You know, if they won some of those close ones. And McCabe uh, did not play against Fresno State the other night. He's injured, and that that definitely hurt UNLV's chances of winning that game. And you're right, he's a transfer from West Virginia uh, in his second season with the Rebels. Uh, but the Rebels, yeah, need to get healthy. But they're just struggling, Pete. When I look at this team, I'm just, you know, <clears throat> offensively, it just, it's, it, you know, you mentioned Harkless. It never met a shot he, he didn't like, but it, he kind of feels <clears throat> like that he needs to carry this team on his back because there are moments when, you know, other guys are unwilling to take shots and it's just, it's kind of uncomfortable to watch. I mean, the, the offense really is not free flowing. And, uh, you know, I, 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 people are really rooting for Kevin Kruger. We love Kevin. Remember, they started off 10 and 0 this year, but then when they started off conference play against San Jose State and they lost on the road, I mean, that was just kind of a big red flag. Then San Diego State beat them. And then, like I said, they've been playing catch up ever since this Mountain West Conference, uh, slate started, but it just doesn't seem, you know, right now they have a lot of problems offensively in scoring the basketball. You're right. No question about it, TC. <clears throat> Hawk is only shooting, you know, 39% from the field. So he takes a lot of shots, but he doesn't make a lot. That's 24% from three-point land. <clears throat> so he's a very good player, but yep. he's got, a, like I said, maybe there's too much burden on his shoulders transfer, you know, from the Big 12. And Sean Gilbert, the sophomore, is playing better. Right, He had a, a disappointing freshman year. Uh, struggled to meet the expectations, but he's getting 12 a game. So he's a good, but he's young. He's, uh, you know, he's only a sophomore and Rodriguez is a good player, the Ole Miss transfer. So I think they got good players. McCabe, I think, is a key guy. I mean, he's not a superstar, but he's he's a glue guy. You know what I mean? He he makes big shots. He's a veteran. He's been around forever. <clears throat> played at West Virginia, as you mentioned. So I've got to get him healthy. Hopefully, get him back. But they got Wyoming, I think, next game, which I think on the road. But it's a tough game on the road. Any road game in the Mountain West is tough. <clears throat> but I think they could beat Wyoming. Then they got San Diego State, which would be a tough one on the road. So they got they got some tough games, but hopefully they can <clears throat> get up to. You know, around 500, maybe a game or two above in conference play. But uh, once again, it's only Kevin's second year. I think he's a very good coach. I'm very impressed with him. It was a wonderful win at New Mexico when they were, you know, it was like sell, sell out. It was like 15,000 people screaming. They were yelling at me. They were going to put me in, you know, in their trunk if they didn't win. So I was a little nervous. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, they had a great win uh, at New Mexico, so hopefully they can uh, rekindle that magic that they had. But they're 4-7 in the league, and hopefully they can come back. they got 18 league games. Hopefully they, they can go 10-8 and eight in conference play. Yeah, and UNLV uh, beat Dayton. They were they were ranked number 21 at the time when they beat them earlier this year at the time yeah. of Smack. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, the New Mexico game in Albuquerque, they were ranked 21 uh, as well. But, yeah, the, the big wins have kind of eluded – uh, the Rebels as of late. Uh, Pete Gillen joins us with CBS Sports. Uh, talk a little college hoop. All right, Pete, we look at the, you know, the big picture here and we look at, uh, the top 10 right now and you got Purdue, uh, at, at the top at number one. I don't know how much you've been able to see Purdue or, or any of the Big Ten, but, you know, Zach Eady, seven foot four. This guy has really started to come into his own. Uh, he's a difference maker. Uh, Purdue looks like, uh, they're a legitimate number one team. And then the rest of the Big Ten, you know, you got Indiana hanging around. I think, you know, that's an improving program as well, too. Um, then you got Michigan and believe it or not, Rutgers. I mean, eight, yep, of, eight, of, is good. eight of the 14 teams, Pete, 
are over 500 in this Big Ten. So quick synopsis of what you think of Purdue and the rest of the Big Ten. Good question. Uh, I think Purdue's the best. As you know, they get beat by Indiana over the weekend. I yep. saw that. I was coming home from Provo. I saw some of the game, and uh, uh, Indiana played great. And, uh, you know, Trace Jackson Davis is one of the top five <clears throat> plays in the country forward for the Hoosiers. Uh, but Indiana, I, I, you know, is very, very good. They're getting better now. They slumped a little bit. I think Purdue is a tremendous team, but I don't think there's one great team, TC. I, I think there's a 14 or 15 teams, you know, when it comes down to the tournament that can win it. Purdue certainly with Edie, the big seven foot four guy, is in the conversation for national player of the year. He might be one of the favorites. I don't know if he'll get it, but he's certainly a great player. Uh, he played well against Indiana on the road. Uh, but I think the Big Ten is, is solid. Um, Rutgers is very good. They, they, they've, they're up there. You know, there's a lot of teams after Purdue that are very comparable. Michigan's comparable to them. You know, they're, they're, they're solid. And, uh, Indiana is comparable. Illinois is solid. Michigan. So, uh, but the Big Ten, I don't think it's a great, great league this year. It's a good league. It's always a good league, but I don't think it's a great league. And, uh, I think, uh, Purdue is still the class of the league, but, uh, there's a lot of balance after Purdue. And, uh, I think, you know, they'll get four or five in, but I don't know if any of those teams are final four caliber other than Purdue. All right, so what about the the next group down? You can make a case for Tennessee playing some good uh, basketball right behind yep. Purdue. Uh, the Houston yep. Cougars, we've talked about Kelvin Sampson before, very exciting team to watch. And yep. then this Alabama team, it just pretty much is, is, is run over everyone, especially in the non-conference. So they got some, some big quad one wins. And then yep. the Arizona Wildcats, they're making some noise as well, Pete. So talk a little bit yep. about uh, those teams. Yeah, all very good teams. I mean, UCLA, they're very good. Yeah, there's and another Kelvin one. Sampson, right. Yeah, Kelvin Sampson and I were on the USA Basketball Committee together for four or five years, and uh, we helped pick teams to go into the you know different games, the World University Games, the Goodwill Games, the Pan American Games. So I know Kelvin very well. He's done an unbelievable job. So Houston's certainly in there. Tennessee, Rick Barnes, a great coach, tremendous defensive coach. <clears throat> uh, I followed him at Providence. He left a full deck. Yep. So they kept me alive for a couple of weeks. You know, I had a good team. Uh, I would have brought in guys with no necks and no uniforms. He had some great players uh, in Arizona. Uh, you know, they're a terrific team, as you said. They uh, they can really score. Um, so I think Arizona and Texas, can't forget Texas. You know, uh, they're doing a very good job. And Texas is, is tough. Unfortunately, they lost their coach. I had problems. But uh, Ronnie Terry has got a good job. So uh, Texas is very good. Um you know, I, I really like Houston because they play tremendous defense. They're very aggressive. I think they're good. Uh, and uh, so there's a lot of good teams, you know what I mean, that, uh, that are very, very good, that, that have a chance to, to win it, you know what I mean? So I think it's wide open. I really do. I think there's a lot of teams that are, are in the mix, you know, that can uh, that be very terrible, you know, very uh, potent in the tournament. So uh, I, I think it, I like it being wide open, TC. You know what I mean? Not, not yes. just one or two. There's, <clears throat> I think there's maybe 14 to 15 Alabama's streaky, but they get, you know, great freshmen. They can really score. Uh, Texas got, you know, they uh, got an excellent backcourt. So uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, very exciting. I mean, uh, and I'm just going to listen to some Willie Nelson music and watch the tournament and enjoy it. There you go. So Pete, what is the, you know, when you look at this thing from a coaching aspect here, when you're looking at these teams, what is maybe the one element that you think, okay, this this team needs to have what in order to win a national championship? What what is what is the the, the one factor if you really break it down these teams? Because we're talking about 
all of these teams, you know, are 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 all very very good. But and I guess I'll just I'll preface it like like this. I like Houston, but I'm worried about their three point shooting. And for me, great I think point, yeah. I think you have great to have point. great guard play. You have to have yep. leadership at the point guard position. They don't turn the ball over, but you have to be an exceptional three point team. And you yep. know, so I guess I'm kind of like leading you into that. How important is that aspect? Uh, despite a team like Houston that has great lockdown defense, but man, you they're going to struggle outside the arc, and that could that could be the death of them. Yeah, no question. You got to be able to knock the ball down, <laughs> and Houston had trouble. You saw in the, in the final four last year, right in the mm-hmm. semis, right? <clears throat> they couldn't make a shot. They were all for life. So they they played good D, but they, they couldn't defend. So uh, I think one of the things, a couple of things, is not just one thing, but. <clears throat> Certainly you got to hit the three. You got to have a good point guard. You have to have an elite point guard. Maybe not the best in the country, but a really good leader who creates for himself and his teammates. I you need a god, sham god. That's what you need, right? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. We're in God's hands. I couldn't win. I was right. in God's hands. <laughs> we still couldn't win. We got to the lead eight. If I had had a bounce play, I'd be eating freaking filet mignon oh, and no. salmon <laughs> instead of tossed salad. I mean, uh, forget about it. I have that dream every eight days. Oh, I have a. You know, with high score, three point nine seconds to go. If we have weak score, I'm freaking, I'm being carried out of the gym yeah. instead of buried in some subplot in some freaking sewer in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Get me yelling out of the sewer there in Brooklyn. Take take that train down to uh, the Yankee Stadium. <laughs> no, that'd be the Bronx. So we don't we want Pete in the Bronx. It's better to be in the Brooklyn no. than Bronx, Pete. Let's be perfectly clear about that. Yeah, Brooklyn is where it's at. Brooklyn's much better. There you go. But. uh but I, I think uh, a point guard, you know, standing point, key, you hit it, you got to be able to knock the three and have a great player. Like Arizona has the kid, the Tubalus, you know, the big 6'11 junior, he could carry them. They're playing really well right now. Tennessee's another team that plays great D, but offensively they struggle sometimes. You know, Rick Bond's a great coach, but sometimes Alabama's streaking. You know what I mean? They got a tremendous team. Right, but uh, that's freaky. So every team has a little warts, a little problem. That's what makes it exciting. That's true. You know, Purdue's got two, two freshman starters. You know what I mean? They're, they're good players, but they're babies. They, you know, they watch Bambi on Ice before the game. They don't watch pregame of the other teams. They they watch cartoons. They're too young. So you you know you, you need you know veterans. So <clears throat> I think you're right. You got to be able to score. You got to be able to shoot the three. I think you have to have an excellent point guard. Maybe not the best in the country, but a really a, a elite quality point guard. And you got to be able to play decent defense. I mean, uh, I, I, that's what's exciting. I think, you know, Kansas is very good. They got a good team. Olsen's a terrific player. So, you know, there's a lot of good teams, but that's what makes it fun. I think a lot of teams have a chance to win at TC this year. Marquette is a top 10 team again. And that, that the people in Milwaukee are very excited about that. Have you got a chance to do any of their games this year? No, I haven't. I have them coming up. You know, when when you're sleeping, I'll be working. I have that game. I have Xavier at Marquette. Oh, that's going to be a good uh, one. Coming up. And I like Xavier, too. I like what Sean Miller's yeah. doing back back Sean's at his old stomping grounds. Yeah. Yeah, I had that game a week from Wednesday, <clears throat> about the 15th or so. And I had that game, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Xavier Marquette. So I have not zeroed in on him, but uh, Shaka Smart's an unbelievable job. They really, last year, they were just okay. And this year, like I said, they're a top 10 team. They're terrific. So uh, that, that should be fun. But I have not really zeroed in on them. I got to, you know, study that, but I haven't really because I've had a lot of games out west. I'm trying to come to the Midwest now. Who is that sleeper team, Pete? That maybe that you have broadcast that you're going like, what? Well, watch out for these guys come tournament time. <clears throat> Good question. Uh, sleeper team. I, I think. Let me see. Uh, sleeper team. 
I think Dayton is a sleeper team. If they can get in the tournament, TC, they can do damage. Remember now, they lost their point guard, you know, a, a point guard who was a, a very good guy uh, named Malachi Schmidt. He was been banged up. Another kid named Elvis is a, the backcourt. <clears throat> they got, a, uh, you know, LaRon Holmes. LaRon Holmes is a, a 6'10 guy can really play. Tamari Kamara is another guy. So Dayton's a guy, a team, you know what I mean? If they get healthy, once again, their players miss like 12, 13 games, cut both of them. And they're, I think they're the best team in the A-10 preseason. They were top 24, 20, 24th Associated Press. So if they can, you know, get back in rhythm, the kids are back now. The young men are back for a couple of games. So Dayton's a team, I think, a sleeper. I think they're the biggest sleeper since Rip Van Winkle. If they, you know, get in the tournament, I think they can do some damage. You understand, Pete, that most people listening to this show do not even know who Rip Van Winkle is. <laughs> That's okay. You got to do your homework. We're not here to hold hands. This is a business trip. We're not here to educate. People got to study. They can't just be sitting back and rolling the dice in some casino. That's that's right. So every meal is a write-off for Pete Gillen. It's a business trip. Remember that. Remember that, Pete. There you go. It's business. That's it. That's hey. it. I've been kicked around long enough, TC. But Rip Van Winkle was a sleeper. He was asleep. he slept in the woods for forty years. For your listeners. And gosh darn it, you got to listen to it. You got to get his study a little bit. You can't just sit there and chill out watching the TV. You know, there were guys that just lined up at the University of Virginia, just lined up to get in Professor Pete Gillen's class to for history. <laughs> just lining up this. A basketball coach by day or for by night and then by day, uh, the professor. I mean, this guy, exactly. you got Greek mythology. You got it all coming out of your ears there, buddy. Uh, exactly. I'm not here at all hands. Now, if you don't really know history, if you don't study history, you're not really a truly educated person. Now, <laughs> I was experimental admissions in college, so I wasn't that the great student. But but you got to know history, TC. I know you do, right? Uh, you, you know history because it repeats itself a lot. You got to know what went right, what went wrong. <laughs> and I, I had a lot of things went wrong in my life. That's why I'm in, I'm in a, a foxhole here in Virginia. <laughs> Final thing here for you, my friend. Um, you're doing a lot of college basketball games, and you know we we see. The replay, we see a couple of different rule changes. Is that what's the most frustrating thing for you about college basketball right now? Whatever it is, I mean, what what what's kind of, what what kind of irks at Pete Gillen now while you're sitting there watching these games? Yeah, well, when the referees go, you know, to the monitor, you know, they stay for five eight minutes looking at slowing the game down, taking it. You know what I mean? I know they got to check certain things out, but just. You know what I mean? I know they want to get it right, and that's the most important thing. But it, it, it irks me when the officials maybe they want to get on TV, maybe they want this or that. But when they, you know, when they check checking a monitor, you know, forever, it just uh, that that bugs me because that slows everything down. So that that's the biggest thing. Go check it, bing, bada beep, bada boop, and then get back on the court. You know, so when those long you know, uh, delays when they're trying to find out what went right. So you, you don't need forever to do that. Just check it out, look it up, but a boom, get back on the court. But a boom, I like that. It's like bada bing, uh, there's the Anthony, Anthony Soprano's place over there in New Jersey. Pete Gillen's got the bada boom. <laughs> I like that. A little boom, boom room. Uh, Pete, do, do you get, to, do you, do you ever get vocal with these guys? I mean, like with, with you take off the headset and say, come on already. Let's go. Make it for mine. <laughs> Have you ever given the business like you did when you were, you know, prancing the sidelines? No, no, they might give me the hook. I might be out freaking, uh, I'm a ghoulie. I might be outside, uh, <laughs> you know, torn on my rear end. So I kind of keep a low profile during the game. You know what I mean? I try to be like Whistler's mother, just sitting in a rocking chair with my legs crossed and just watching. No, he went to paintings. There it is. We went from history to paintings. You gotta love it. All right, Pete, I need your, we need your, uh, Super Bowl pick. You're going to be our, our first uh, regular guest celebrity this week. Uh, give us your Super Bowl 
Final score, Numbchuck. He's Numbchuck's writing them all down. Pete Gillen, what do you got? Let's get the drum roll, please, for our man Pete Gillen, the basketball side, big football fan. It's Eagles. It's Chiefs. For those of you that did well, not know who was playing this week, I had to let you know I who, who was playing. playing. Now, right. Let me preface this with last time I was right, Moby Dick was a minnow. So whoever, <laughs> you know, better go opposite me. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go. We don't need to be Chiefs. hearing about any dicks, okay, Pete? Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's go. All right. <laughs> I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes, even though he's banged up, hopefully his ankle's a little bit better. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs in a real great game. I think they're going to nail by to win by two points. But, uh, you know, Eagles are good. They play great defense. But I'm from New York City, so I got a little Philadelphia, you know, angst against me. So I'm going to go with uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Got great stakes out there. Mahomes is going to play unbelievable. And the Chiefs are going to win in a real nail by them. And what's that score, Pete? What's the score? score's going to be... 27 to 25. 27 to 25. Now, see, I kind of had you pegged maybe for going with Philly because of that East Coast bias you have. But like you said, you New Yorkers really don't care for Philadelphians too much, do you? No, we don't go for Philly. Philly's fans are maniacal. They're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) New York fans, we're not well. We're we're not well, but we're we're not crazy. I understand. But, uh, Hey, thank you for the memories, TC. Hopefully we'll do it again down the road, okay? We'll do that, my friend. We appreciate uh, the time, as always, and we'll be uh, watching for you uh, on a television there on uh, CBS Sports Network or CBS here in the coming weeks. And, yes, we will have you back on the show as we uh, approach these conference tournaments and, of course, uh, the big dance as well, my friend. So get those dancing shoes ready. Get a new pair of shoes, okay? Exactly. My shoes got holes in them. All right, TC. Thank you for the memories. Take care, brother. All right. There he is. Bye-bye. Pete Gillen, my guy.